0: Hello Earthlings! Welcome back to Astronomy with Disha, Season 2, Episode 9. And oh my god, are we just one episode away from ending Season 2? Yes, right! And as you know, as usual, we are going to have two bonus episodes for the month of January and February before beginning with Season 3 from the month of March. And what is today's episode about? As you all know that I made a whole episode on extracurriculars as students can do and now it is expected from me to get back on track of astronomy. But I feel that only factual knowledge of nebula star this that that will not be enough. You need some story, some engrossing stories. So here I am with this episode. And this will tell you the history of astronomy. Alright, not in the sense that who started astronomy and how it began and stuff, but in the sense of the birth of astronomy, the subject astronomy. Let's get started. As you all know, we already had Mysterious May and for the answer we are going to have Detective December, I feel that November shouldn't be that detective, because otherwise, it will take away the fun from December. So let's begin with the early history of Astronomy. You know the subject Astronomy makes a lot sense now when we are... In the 21st century, but think about I don't know, say some 30,000 years ago. How would you define the sense it made back then? How would you define the reason those people started learning astronomy and you know, like started? researching the space science in their own way why did they even do that what was the need now we understand all right our curiosity this is serving our curiosity this is some saints that we are making now and yep tv radio and stuff like that yeah helps a lot but what about back then you know If you go back to the, say, prehistoric age, you'll find that, you know, North Star and stuff like that. Those people actually used to find the direction using those stars. You know, like, they didn't have a compass back then. So they used the stars to determine where to go, where did I come from, where am I heading to? And then after that, that that was one of the, like, biggest use of the night sky. And then, of course, it was mesmerizing to look at. I'm sure we had no light pollution back then. So, you know, naked eye could see a lot. And, you know, back then, so 30,000 years ago, the universe wasn't as spreaded as it is now. Now, you know, uh, in the universe's terms of age, 30,000 years will not actually seem like a lot, but it was still a lot from our perspective. Because space science and everything this is all frame of reference right so yeah from our point of view from our frame of reference means a lot now you know all the cultures they actually indicate that i've learned that somewhere um it says that earlier like when we started with the uh, civilization and stuff there priests were the like first person to Start with this and we'll talk about that in the next segment. I'm beyond sorry for leaving you hanging in the previous segment, but to continue with the fact that priests were the first people to start researching astronomy, it's like You know, um, we have calendars uh, and we have things like astrology. So they're actually, you know, all this were uh, interconnected back then because we didn't have such a complicated mind to think about turning astrology into a business. I think I mentioned this fact somewhere in my previous episodes, but it was more like... Uh, people trying to uh, get through things, and uh, you know, constellations actually help them a lot. So thinking about that, you know, in a way, priests they did actually uh, make sense out of the stars. They made them gods that uh, people used to worship and of course they did find out some stuff about astrology and then they like there were a couple of people who say that fine let's start practicing astrology and you'll probably um think and you can you can think about that you'll probably hear about that or you can study about the fact that Galileo Galilei was actually interrupted by the priests so so like that's very surprising because you know why the whole concept of learning space science for science was actually a lot different to them and no one actually wanted to leave their superiority place to someone like galileo you know to science so for that reason he was opposed but it was genuinely first started by the priests and then they related, as I said, these objects to the gods, and you know, like of course, you know, rain and stars that happens like natural phenomena. They found out gods for that, and you'll probably find many religions actually believing in different type of uh, gods and their structures. But it all comes down to the nature. They all relate to the nature. Now, you know, like they thought like the in a nutshell they thought that this is all divine and then right now what we call astrology happened so it was like a mammoth task that they had to take upon and all the you know constellations they had to figure out and think about them how to relate and i really feel that astrology is very much scientific now now what we call astrology is not probably scientific but the origin of astrology is definitely scientific it also helped us make the calendar because you'll find uh, in in here like you know, on the Earth, we either follow the sun or we follow the moon to make our calendars. So it actually helps us a lot during those periods to figure out, all right, so now is now and then is then, if you understand what I mean. And there are many factual things, but I'm not going into the depth of factual uh, facts. Rather, I'd like to talk about, you know, this whole thing as a story that what actually packed up all this. So like after calendar, of course, the modern calendar is based on the Roman calendar, we all know about that. And we know that originally a lunar calendar uh, used to be there. Right now, I feel some of the countries, they still follow lunar calendar. Uh, It's like religion and some do not. And all that relates back to uh, astrology, astronomy, or in one word, space. And then we, of course, have a brief era of prehistoric Europe, and we'll talk about that in the next segment. So what do we mean by prehistoric Europe when we are talking about the history of astronomy? It's like we have found number of astronomical artefacts throughout Europe. From, um, I don't know, say, observatory to what not. So, I don't want to get the name wrong, but archaeologist Alexander Marchak, he actually put forward a theory in 1975 that bone sticks from locations like Africa and Europe from possibly as long as 35,000 BCE could be marked in ways that track the moon's phases. So do you understand that how long ago he actually put forward a theory that could track the moon's phases, like as long as from 35,000 BCE? And of course, the interpretation had to meet with criticism, I mean, what ever has achieved success without criticism. And then we have uh, known significance of, you know, uh, let's let's begin with the calendars. Uh, we have the Fields calendar in the beautiful the Valley of Scotland, Aberdeenshire. <laughs> I, I hope that I'm not wrong. It's Aberdeenshire. Yeah. So that is first excavated in 2004 but only in 2013 revealed as a find of huge significance it is to date the oldest known calendar created around thousand bc and predating all other calendars by some 5000 years so like that's a lot and then you know the Gosseck cycle is uh, located in Germany, and the Gosseck circle it actually belongs to the Linear poetry culture that was first discovered in 1991. Its significance was only clear after results from archaeological digs became available in 2004. It had hundreds of similar circular enclosures, and of course, uh, throughout in Austria, Germany, and Czech Republic. And then we know about uh, some other Josaic um, circle and some other calendars and of course the observatory. So when we talk about the observatory, I actually mean a Bronze Age astronomical observatory. Yes, that was constructed around 1900 BC and continuously served the nearby community that lived here until about 700 BC the central space was used to observe the rising Sun and the full moon tree markings locate sunrise at summer and winter you know that was a huge success for sure so this is what we mean when we talk about the prehistoric Europe it's like before we even knew things had begun and it developed into a lot more and we had no idea can you imagine things that existed so long ago we are only finding out about them around the 90s or the 2004, four five and thirteen that's a lot late right so We don't really have the thread that leads us to the fact that why even space science and of course i think that a lot of us know about the western astronomy that originated from um it's it's believed to be around mesopotamia And then we have Babylonian astronomy and a lot. But what I want to mention, you know, very forcefully is India, Indian subcontinent and astronomy in here. So astronomy in the Indian subcontinent, it actually dates back to the period of Indus Valley civilization during 3rd millennium BCE. Yes but it used to create calendars as the Valley civilization did not leave behind written documents the oldest extant indian astronomical text is again i don't want to sound wrong but the vedanga jyotisha that dates from the vedic period the Vedanga Jyotisha is attributed to Lagadha and has an internal oh right, This is getting too much factual, but date of approximately 1,350 BC, and describes rules for tracking the motions of the sun and the moon for the purposes of ritual. I mean, okay, I understand that all this was for ritual, for calendar and stuff, but think about the time from when it began. The time from when people thought that, yes, we can utilize all that we are getting to squeeze out something for us. And I believe that left a chain that we are following today. I'm quite sure that. You know, the mass population didn't really think about turning this into something that students can study, turning this into something where Artemis is today going, or Juno is at, or you know, Aryabhatta is at, or any other thing is at. Of course, they couldn't go to that extent, but they did start the chain. They did that, I understand, for the sole purpose of having a better lifestyle. But I think that is the history of astronomy for you. And of course, we have Greek astronomy, we have Egyptian astronomy, and... They played significant roles, which I wouldn't be able to cover up in this small episode, but I want to mention Chinese astronomy here. The astronomy of East Asia began in China. Solar term was completed in Warring States period. The knowledge of Chinese astronomy was introduced into East Asia. Astronomy in China has a long history. Detailed records of astronomical observations were kept from about 6th century BC until the introduction of Western astronomy and the telescopes in the 17th century. Chinese astronomers, you know, were able to precisely predict eclipses. Much of the early astronomy uh, in China was for the purpose of timekeeping, as it was in the rest of the world. But thinking about how they could predict eclipses perfectly, that actually gives us a clear picture of how dedicated and knowledgeable they were. And do not forget about 6th century BC, come on, that's a long time ago. The Chinese, they used to, you know, like, have a lunisolar calendar, but because of the cycles of the sun and the moon, they are both different. Astronomers often prepared new calendars and made observations for that purpose, to get the times right. But what we are getting out of here is that calendar was actually the main importance. So, thank you, calendar, for being there, um, we, of course, have, you know, Mexico in here and uh, some somewhere in the Middle Ages. This wasn't really the modern astronomy because modern astronomy is a bit different than prehistoric astronomy and the BCE astronomy. Because modern astronomy precisely began from the 19th century. It's not at all BC. Uh, We will probably talk about modern astronomy and its history and the people related to it uh, in the first or second episode of season 3, but we'll check that out. Before that, let's see what happens in Detective December. So before I leave, there are two very, very important things. Number one, what did Tony Rothman say to me? To be honest, I've been very busy and I couldn't really have a complete conversation with him, but we did have some start where he told me about why exactly he wrote what he wrote, opposing to what I think was right. And I think that telling all this, incompletely will not be fine so i'm actually waiting for uh, our conversation to be a full and probably you'll get the answer in the bonus episodes of the month of january or february moving on to what i left you hanging with in my previous episode of october i say that if you want a certificate i will come back with a cool idea next month which is november and then you can start mailing me and I forgot about that. I'm so sorry, but I don't really want to make up one idea ASAP and tell you to do that because that'll be very unorganized. Brother, I'll again probably make another bonus episode for you in the month of January or February, uh, where I'll be telling you about what exactly I would like to bring forward as a collaboration or project work or... Obviously, I'm not an employer and won't be able to provide you with internships but we'll let you know about that soon meanwhile if you have any idea you know you're free to mail me or tell me here in any of the comment box maybe or send me a voice message I think you can do that through Anchor so all that and yeah anything base. this podcast is brought to you by Disha Keep an eye for upcoming episodes. Thank you.